Hello and welcome back to Franklin Covey's Be a Better Leader series. My name is Lena Rinne and I'm the Senior Vice President of Professional Services and Client Facilitation at Franklin Covey. I'm also your host for this season of conversations about what you don't know when you become a leader. As a leader, it's not always to have tough conversations with team members who may be falling short. In this episode, we'll be exploring how to give feedback that's both direct and compassionate and how to create a culture of open communication and continuous improvement. We are so lucky today to be joined by best-selling author, host of the Seven Habits Coach podcast series, and for nearly 20 years, Franklin Covey's Chief People Officer, Todd Davis. And if I can also throw this in there, Todd Davis is one of my besties. So Todd, of all the people to have on the podcast, it is so fun to be here with you. Thank you, Lane. I'm the lucky one. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. I, I, um, so this topic of feedback, I'm really excited to talk to you about here on the podcast because it's something that you and I have talked about many times over the years. In fact, as a leader, you've been truly a mentor for me in giving feedback, particularly in those tough conversations. So I'm excited to dive in and share what I've learned from you with all of our listeners and viewers. Um, one of the things I want to start with is Part of a leader's challenge is not in the moment giving feedback, but more broadly creating a culture where it's safe to give feedback. Can we talk a little bit about that? Like, what does it mean to have a culture of feedback? And as leaders, what should be, we be thinking about in creating a culture of feedback? Yeah, great, great question. And, and uh, yeah, I wish it were easy <laughs> to create a culture of feedback. Uh, it, it's an ongoing, I think it's an ongoing pursuit, at least it has been for me. But I think the first thing that I remind leaders and I remind myself all the time is that what the leader values gets valued. Mm -hmm. And so I myself truly have to be bought into uh, this idea of feedback is good. I mean, I don't care who you are. We all want to think that we're doing things perfectly right out of the gates and none of us are. And so the first thing I, I remind leaders is to, are you bought into getting feedback? Are you, do you truly value it or do you smile and say, oh, that's great. And then you go home and, and feel crummy about whatever feedback you heard. So the first thing in creating a leader to create a culture of feedback for her, or his team is to make sure that you are, are, not just comfortable with it, but you actually thrive on the feedback yourself. I think back on from you and from others, uh, Lena, the invaluable feedback I've had over the years and truly how it's lifted me up and helped me to become uh, better at whatever I'm doing. So, so I think that's the first thing in creating the culture of feedback because what the leader values gets valued and therefore what the leader models then gets yeah. modeled by the team members. You know, you mentioned... I think there's some very human element to getting feedback where it is just painful in the moment for the most part. I mean, maybe there are some people that it's not for, but for most of us, getting tough feedback is tough. It feels bad in that moment. And, and even though we can say feedback's a gift, even though we truly believe feedback is a gift, what are your thoughts on how a leader, as we're trying to model this, can not only maybe themselves process feedback effectively, but encourage those that they're giving feedback to, to process it effectively in the moment. Does that, does that question make sense? And what are your thoughts? It does. Yeah. Another kind of mantra that I follow is, you know, what the leader values gets found when the, the second one is when I'm or anyone is feeling defensive, it's really hard to hear what the other person is saying. And I remind myself of that before I'm coaching someone, giving them feedback and, and to help overcome that defensiveness, 
I try to begin with an example of my own where I got feedback and where it stung a little bit. And it's not made up. It's they're very sincere. But I, I think, you know, one of the words that comes to mind when, when we say people don't like feedback or cringe at it, it's embarrassing. We're all human beings and it's embarrassing yes. to, to have my leader or a colleague call out something that they, they're seeing that I'm doing that's not as effective as it could be. And so I try and lessen that embarrassment by saying, and I'll make up these names, but say, hey, Sue, I, I, I have some feedback to share with you. And before I share it, I'm mindful of the last time I got feedback, which was not very long ago, and how I felt. So I just want you to know my only intent in sharing this feedback with you is, is to help you improve. And, and I recognize, you know, when someone told me the other day, whatever the situation was, it's done a little bit, but I actually appreciated that they, that they would care enough about my growth and my development. And so beginning with that, it, it, in my mind, it puts you on the same playing field. They're not feeling like, oh, wow, you're, you're doing everything great and I'm messing up yeah. here. But no, you, you get feedback too. So that's, that's something that I try and model. Yeah. And, and, you know, as you were talking, one of the things that came to mind for me was I distinctly remember a conversation. You may remember it when I talk about it, where I had to give feedback to a tough, tough feedback to a tough person on my team. And <laughs> one of the pieces of advice you gave me was you can separate the person from the action. Because as you were talking, I was remembering that sometimes when we get feedback, it's embarrassing because, or it's shameful even, because I'm making it about me and my core human self, like who I am. And I think as leaders, sometimes it's, it's just a matter of saying, you are amazing. We're here to talk about, this is the advice you gave me, this one specific behavior or this one specific thing, this is not about who you are as a person. And in that circumstance, it was really helpful to separate those two. Yeah, I, I do remember that. And, and I think it's very wise and not to be mis, misinterpreted as, okay, well, you got to be flowery and kiss up to the person and then let them have it with the hammer. Right. But it's very, it comes, and I remember your situation and it came from a very sincere place. This person was doing so many things great. And so to bring those up and give specific examples and, and then to say, so I just want you to know what, what I would like to talk about is just this one area that I see could be holding you back that I, I again, my whole intent is to have you thrive and succeed in this role. So I appreciate you bringing that up. It's very, very important. You know, and that gets to one of the mistakes I've seen some of the leaders that report to me struggle with and that we see is that give good feedback, bad feedback, good feedback, like that kind of sandwich approach is actually a mistake that leaders make sometimes. Um, what other mistakes have you seen leaders make when they are trying to give feedback that's challenging? Well, a mistake I've made, <laughs> and therefore I've made others, is to wait too long for the feedback and kind of hope that the, the, the performance improves on its own. I had a situation with, with a former team member where I did just that. I didn't quite know. I, I was so worried about offending this person that I, I and, and then we'd see, I'd see moments of, of greatness and, and improvement. I think, okay, maybe it's gone away. And it hadn't gone away. And by the time I gave the person the feedback, how, how unfair that was to them. And we talked about it and I apologized and I said, the person said to me, well, gosh, if you noticed this back then, why didn't you say anything? I said, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. And I'm so sorry because because now, now it's become such a big issue. So so it's a mistake. I've made it. I don't make it anymore. I bring it up quickly. And in fact, I use that. When I bring it up, I say, hey, this is going to sound like a little thing. 
but I used that experience and I said, I waited too long with someone else and that was on me and I apologize. So I want to bring this up to your attention. And so it's been, it was a big lesson for me. Oh, Todd, as you are saying that, I'm thinking of a situation where if you could, if, you know, if I address it now, it's just this little thing I can nip, but if I wait, then it's a whole thing, right? So, yeah. so even as you're saying that, I'm thinking, oh, good reminder on feedback. The other thing you said that, um, I think several times you've gotten to the idea of intent and, you know, what intent do we have in sharing the feedback? That's again, a topic you and I have talked a lot about because sometimes the intent is a bit, um, command and control or a bit, you know, I, I just need to tell this person how to do their job. And I, I have lost sight of the humanity of feedback almost, or the mm -hmm. vulnerability of feedback and like settling in and saying, what, what am I trying to accomplish here? And how does it feel for that person as I'm talking to them? Can you talk a little more about intent and your experience in getting to the right intent maybe? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm reflecting back on some feedback I got many years ago. My boss at that time, uh, my leader, his name was Bill. And he said to me, hey, Todd, I, I want to share some feedback with you. I remember this word for word because, again, it was so humiliating. He said, I want to share some feedback with you. I, I don't think this is your intent, but you have a pattern of of interrupting or finishing people's sentences for them. I've noticed it several times. And you start to talk over them and finish their sentences. Now, this is embarrassing. I said, Oh, yeah, Bill, I know I do that. And he looked at me like, well, why would you do that? And I said, but that's my way of showing the person that I'm really invested in the conversation, that I'm right in there with their thinking. I know how to. And he said to me, okay, well, Todd, th that's great, but I think it's more irritating for people than you think. And, and I was so convinced and so arrogant that I said, oh, no, I don't think so, Bill. I won't do that with you again, but I don't think so. That week, Lena, I asked like everybody I worked with, you know, at the right time and say, hey, someone brought to my attention that I have a tendency of finishing sentences. And I know I do that, but they said it was irritating. Is that irritating to a person? They said, I'm so glad someone had the courage to tell you that because it is quite irritating. <laughs> so I went back to I went back to Bill with my head hung low and I have focused on not doing that. Now, back to your question, though, he did such a great job up front and we had such a good relationship of of open communication and his intent was always, I knew his intent was to help me be successful in, in the role that I was at that time and in future roles. So I think intent starts way before the conversation of the mm -hmm. feedback. Intent as a leader has got to be shown in, in giving reinforcing feedback, mm -hmm. you know, long before maybe the redirecting feedback yes. and saying, hey, I, I noticed that data. You, I didn't even ask you to bring that data to the meeting, but that took everything into a whole new level. Thank you for being so proactive or whatever the situation is. Don't miss opportunities to give reinforcing feedback. And then your intent will always be pretty assumed. That That is, I mean, we're talking about constructive feedback here, but it is such a good reminder that as leaders, we get so busy. It is hard to recognize the good. And then when we come at our, our team members with just the constructive, it's like, have you not noticed all of these great things? Like the, it's like the, the trust level is eroded when we only ever give feedback that's constructive rather than taking yeah, time. Spot on. And that was the, the situation with Bill is that I had had so much reinforcing feedback from him that I, even though it stung a little bit, I knew his intent. He had shown it all along. And so I thought, okay, this hurts a little bit, but he only wants to help me. So I got to take note. Todd, I had a situation last week where I gave feedback. I was moving faster than I should have, and I had all of the 
all of the information I thought I needed. And I, it was all pretty cut and dried in my mind. So I actually used an email to provide this feedback to one of my team members. And I just, I said, Hey, I hope you don't mind me being really direct. I'm going to talk straight. I even used some of our trust language. I pulled out my trust cards and I was like looking at them to say, and I thought I did such a good job. And it was such a humbling lesson because in that I thought I had all the information and I cut to the chase and here's what we'd like to see differently. And here's the implication. And I, I, I just realized it would have been after many conversations that I created following this email, if I had just picked up the phone and said, Hey, can I talk to you about something that's pinged my radar? It would have been so much more effective. I mean, it just would have, it would have shortcut a whole bunch of damage I did truly in the relationship that now needs to rebuild trust. What other advice would you give around being effective or strategies for delivering tough feedback effectively and anything else that comes to mind? Yeah. I, again, just meeting people where they're at, trying as best as I can to put myself, just like you, the example you just explained, you, you, you are and, and have been a model to me of empathy. And so when you reflected on the situation you just talked about, putting yourself back in that person's position. And so anytime we can do that, even before the initial feedback is given, just thinking, okay, how are they going to feel? Empathy is the key to deliver effective feedback. Absolutely. Empathy is the key to so many things. But I think empathy is the key key to that. I would I would say one other thing back to your original question of creating a culture of feedback as a leader. It, it, it is, like I said, so important what you model. And you as a leader, you have got to go above and beyond to to make it safe for your team members to tell you the truth. I mean, this is a two way street. And so we're talking about giving feedback. But as a leader, no fault of your own, but through your title, you've already made it a little unsafe for people to give you feedback because good grief, this person's in charge of my next promotion or my next opportunity or my next pay increase. I'm not going to tell her anything that's going to tick her mm -hmm. off. And so as a leader, uh, as leaders, I think we need to go above and beyond to create this culture of feedback. And that is in the way you ask for feedback. Is it okay if I share a little bit about how I coach people on that? Yes, I would love it. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. And so, and so, for example, if I were to call up somebody who's listening to this podcast right after they've listened to it, I had some way of knowing they were on there, and I said, "Hey, Joe, what did you think of the of the the podcast?" Well, put on the spot like that, Joe or Jane or anybody in the moment, 99% of the time is going to tell us exactly what we want to hear. And I see too many leaders go in and say, hey, how did you think of the, what did you think of the team meeting this morning? Well, well, boss, you were great. I thought it was great. But, <laughs> but we tell people what they want to hear. So the way we ask for feedback, if I were to call up that same person that I knew was going to listen to the podcast and say, hey, I noticed that you signed up to listen to these podcasts. Could I ask you a favor? Would you mind taking some notes when you listen to me and Lena, taking some notes? And, and sure, I'd love to hear of things that I'm doing well, but I'd really like to hear what I could be better at. I've been, I've been given feedback, Lena, before of being more concise. I've got to be more concise. And so, you know, sharing that, if you do that with a team member, you are, you are making it so much safer for them to tell you the truth. Hey, team member, I've noticed our meetings aren't quite as engaging as I'd hoped they'd be. Could you, could you take some notes in the next meeting and see what I might do differently to promote more engagement from the team members? And then we'll get together when you have time. You've just, you can see how much safer that makes it yes. for someone to give you the truth as a leader. And I've seen so many leaders really elevate their effectiveness and their influence by making it safe 
to tell the truth, for others to tell the truth to them. And just to what we were speaking about earlier, and then you have to be willing to take that feedback. And even if it stings, <laughs> take yeah. a deep breath and say, you know, yeah. this is, it's not, I often have to remind myself, this isn't about me. This isn't about who I am. This is how I can get better. I mean, that is, that is the joy and the gift of feedback is how do I, we become more effective? That you bring up such a key point, and and you just remind me of something. Have you ever asked someone for? Has someone ever asked you for feedback? You've given it to them, and then you've never heard back from that person. You're going, oh my gosh, I failed you. Well, it's bad to do with anybody, especially with a leader. So as a leader, make sure you follow up and say, gosh, Jane, it was so helpful the feedback you gave me. I'm going to evaluate that. I'm going to see what of that feedback aligns with where I'm trying to go. But I really appreciate you doing that. Could I come to you again? for additional feedback, would you mind? That is such an important thing in, in asking for feedback to make it safe so that people are willing to give you feedback again in the future. In the future, exactly. Todd, this has been such a pleasure as always, even in just this short amount of time, I've learned so much from you as I always do. And because we're such good friends, when we go out to breakfast next time, you do not have to be concise. I wanna hear all the things. <laughs> And I won't no, be concise not. either. We will just go and go. But for today, it's been such a pleasure to have you, Todd. Thank you for your time. Thank you. And for our viewers and our listeners, if you're interested in learning more, you can download our free guide, Critical Insights for First Level Leaders. You can find a link to that in our show notes. And please visit franklincovey.com to find more information and resources. And thank you for joining today. Mm -hmm.